Welcome back to the Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi and I have my love, my king here with me. What is going on, everybody? We have a family member on the podcast <laughs> at this point. Our homie, our main man, Aaron Abke. Welcome back. Episode number three with us on the Medicine yeah. Podcast. Yeah, welcome. Does that does that make me the most featured guest on the medicine? <laughs> you're in second. Yeah, you're in second. You're coming okay. in hot on our uh, astrologer Adrian, so you're you're yeah. you're right on her heels right now. Yeah. Okay, I can respect that. Astrologers need a little more airtime. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. it's funny whenever we have like dinner conversations where we're like, okay, you're going to a desert island, or okay, okay we're building a Burning Man camp. You and Adrian, you and Selena, yeah. and then Adrian nice. are the top two because yeah. we we have such incredible amazing conversations with both of you and so yeah. you're you're neck and neck so i wouldn't we've known her longer too so that's fair yes somebody yeah. to predict the future for you and somebody <laughs> to be in the now with you yes right, right exactly right perfect well we have uh for all of you listening we have such an incredible episode today this has truly been a long time coming i would say years in the making um even before we knew you aaron we of course were diving into in our conversation and just our like interest into of course we've been so intrigued and interested and it's been a passion of ours physical health and wellness and i would say more so in the last three to four years we've really found so much nourishment in this space of spirituality and what that looks like on an individual level and you have been such an incredible teacher for us and we're so honored and and uh, we just love that we get to call you a good friend now um, you and selena both have just been amazing friends and um, so we're really excited to kind of blend the two worlds today you of course have so much expertise in both of these worlds so we knew that there was no one better to have this conversation of the connection between health and wellness and spiritual health and wellness. So we're really excited to jump in with you today. Thank you so much. I would totally echo that in the sense that I, I don't actually talk about how diet and, and the physical aspect of our lives relate to our spirituality as much as I, I want to, because as you guys know, I have a background in fitness. And when I was really young, actually, I became obsessed with nutrition at like 17 years old. Um, my dad was going through some health issues and I wanted to learn more for him. And I just started reading nutrition books like crazy. And I think a lot of them were more like Western nutrition minded, if that makes sense. But my, my knowledge of nutrition since the days where I was a full-time trainer and I, I thought I ate pretty good has done a total 180 and not just what to eat, but knowledge of toxicity and what not to eat has evolved a lot as well. And because I have such a dedicated spiritual practice I've been able to see the differences uh, over time as I change and tweak my diet and add things in, take things out. I, I can notice the changes it causes in a variety of ways almost immediately. Sleep, meditation. I do kundalini yoga, which is like energy activation, breath work, and it all translates, man. So yeah. I'm really excited to get into it. Yeah, it's so true. It's such a great point. My physical health practices are a spiritual practice. And the lessons that I take both in, in how I look at food and how I look at exercise, food is not really food 99% of the time. You go into most traditional grocery stores and probably 2% of the grocery store is what you could legitimately consume to be considered healthy. 
without same damaging with, your body. Yeah. Right. Same yeah. with the air that we're breathing, the water that we're drinking. So just to get back to this place of, of balance, mm -hmm. and then you can properly say like, okay, you know, like you're saying, there's, there's these Ayurvedic uh, perspectives on, you know, body types. There are, you know, certain genetic expressions that show up for, you know, uh, irregularities or things that you might be sensitive to, even just how you evolved. Were you from uh, one of the polar regions, you know, North or South Pole, you're going to typically be on a, a do better with a higher fat diet. You need fat. It mm -hmm. burns uh, longer for longer durations. It keeps your body heated. Or are you, uh, you know, towards the equator where kind of carbohydrates are this more uh, hydrating um, consumption of food. And so your body has evolved in a way that you can't get to all of these really fine tuning elements of where you sit from a kind of nutrition perspective until you clear away all of the junk that you've sort yeah. of been born into when it comes to just living in the world in the 2020s. Mm -hmm. It's very true. It's, it's so much more of a challenge today in many ways to eat healthy because of how poisoned our environment is. And really, that's kind of the number one thing I try to wake people up to in terms of health and nutrition is stop taking for granted where your food comes from. Because yeah. it's not if you, if you could see the way it's prepared and what they put into it, the preservatives, pesticides, hormones, heavy metals, like you wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole, but you're just shoveling it down your throat all day because you're not aware of uh, the, you know, the true nature of where it comes from. And so again, I just see so many spiritual parallels to that. Because it's all about awareness. Are you aware yeah. of the messages your body is sending you? Are you aware of the environment in which you live, the, the culture, society, the morality of the society you live in? All of that stuff factors into your direct quality of life. So if you want a better quality of life, the universe invites you to be aware of that stuff. Totally. Yeah. And, and that awareness is not to be uh, feared. It seems overwhelming. It really mm -hmm. does. It seems like you have to have this, this college right. education um, just to be able to navigate the health and wellness space properly, but sit in it for a minute and, and realize that it, it is like an adventure. You can reframe this thing. Mm -hmm. it, it feels like you're walking around on a, on a game board and getting to discover like the real secret truths of, of the world uh, from a health standpoint. And yeah. so for me, it's exciting. It's sure it's challenging, but it's also exciting to know that there are these little uh, nuggets of wisdom, you know, buried under a rock here, you know, slipped behind, you know, a secret uh, avenue over here. And then you get to sort of like create your own adventure through this health process. Yeah. And I would say that like, yeah, it can definitely feel overwhelming if you're just getting into the real holistic health space. Uh, you know, we've had conversations with family members where they're kind of just throw their hands up in the air and it's like, I don't even know where to start, so I'm not going to start. And if we took that approach to any other aspect of our life, say our career or our, you know, managing our thoughts or our relationship or whatever, if we took that approach in life, we would have a very unfulfilling and potentially toxic life. So I, I, I really like the, the, the attitude of treating it as sort of an adventure and, and treating this like, we're in a really crazy level of, of this game that we're playing right now. And we got to find mm -hmm. the good stuff. Well and, said. you know, Mario is, he's bumping up, he's hitting his head on the little blocks to try and find the coins. And there's not always a coin. It's not always going to work out in your favor. And there might be some like trial and error or figuring out that, Hey, my, my body doesn't actually love keto long-term, but I figured it out. I tried it. This is how it worked out for me. 
let me try this instead. And I, I think it kind of, it, it um, gets us to practice this really beautiful awareness and knowledge of our body. And, and we're certainly going to get into this once we start, you know, really peeling back the layers of how it's connected to spirituality. But I think it on a physical level, it primes our nervous system to really be thinking like, okay, does this work for me? Just because my girlfriend lost 20 pounds on this diet mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's going to work for me. Mm -hmm. Just because my mom does really well with evangelical Christianity doesn't mean it's going to work for me. And I think that it's just another aspect of our life where we get to practice that bio-individuality for our genetics for our preferences for our body mm -hmm. absolutely it's it's such a beautiful thing when you really zoom out and see the intelligence of the human body and all the catalysts it provides because one of the things that's really been streaming into my awareness more and more in the last year is just the utter perfection of reality and once you see it you can't unsee it and you just see more and more reasons why it's perfect you know it's it's just beautiful and the, the body was one of those aha moments I had of realizing that, you know, what I do by, you know, by day, so to speak, is I'm a spiritual teacher, I teach about mindfulness and self awareness, how to become a master of your state of consciousness. And so I always see the mind as this feedback device to reflect consciousness. But I never saw how much the body is a feedback device. Yeah, until I really started changing my diet and noticing how much my quality of life changed and my spiritual practices were enhanced, I went, wow, the body is exactly what the mind is. It's here to reflect me. And because the whole purpose of the universe is self-actualization, self-discovery, that's why it's perfect that we all have different body types, that we don't all just thrive on the exact same diet. Because what kind of introspection would that require of me? Right. If Chase could just say, hey, here's what the body needs, this diet at this time, this food, this place, whatever. And I go, cool, I'm just going to copy you. Awesome. I'm thriving. <laughs> it would not require me to dive inwards and get really yeah. present with myself and mm -hmm. listen to the messages my body's sending me. Yeah. And that's what your body's there for. It's, it's an incredible feedback device. Just a yeah. little bit of, of gas or inflammation or constipation or mental lethargy. All of this is your body saying, hey, you're doing something out of alignment yeah. somewhere, figure mm -hmm. out where, and then yeah. I have to back engineer the decisions I've been making. And I start to see, wow, I have actually been a little bit negligent of my dietary choices and habits and things. And when you start to just love reality, you love yourself, you love everything you see, how can you abuse this amazing instrument that mm -hmm. you've been given? Yeah. It's like your companion, it's your best friend in life. It, it contains your consciousness, gives you the ability to experience life. And it's always beating, it's always circulating, it's always moving and, and flowing for you to keep you here. Yeah. So when you see that, you're like, man, what a loving entity this body is. I want to love it back. I want to give it what it needs to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. God, I, I love I that. I have so I have a thousand I know. comments. <laughs> so um, Chase just like getting right. I'm like, uh, <laughs> and I'll move on. I'll move on to question number two. Uh, that <laughs> yeah, we're right. only two questions in. And uh, I would I would love to hear from you as you're you know maybe changing up the way that you approach fitness for someone who's who's maybe just getting into, just dipping their toes into this world of holistic health and wellness and fitness and movement and everything. What kind of cues are you looking for? Are you listening for from your body to know that what you're doing is working? Mm, very good question. 
I think one of the first biomarkers to always look at is inflammation. And inflammation can play out in the organs as well as in the skin and other areas. So, you know, things, things like gas, constipation, bloating would indicate inflammation in the intestines and the gut. And then if your skin's inflamed, you know, puffy and all that, you'll, you'll definitely notice that a lot easier. So it's, it's all, you know, self-awareness. It really is. How, how much are you paying attention to what is, what's arising in this moment? It's, everything is this amazing call from divine intelligence to be more aware. Mm -hmm. Everything is like compelling us to be more aware because our happiness depends on being aware. And that's the, the main issue I think people have from a Western traditional diet lifestyle is that people are just barreling through life at 100 miles an hour just trying to get their needs met every day and not suffer as much as they usually do. So they're not paying attention to is my, how inflamed is my gut today? You know, what is my body telling me? It's like, shut up, stupid body. Give me the pleasure I want. <laughs> yeah. Do what I want. That, that's the Western thinking. Like what the Western model of, of medicine is like the body is really, really dumb and stupid. And it just keeps breaking down. It just, it just gets cancer because it's dumb and it just attacks itself like an idiot. And we, the smart, Western scientists have to fix the stupid, dumb body with chemicals and drugs and suppress those symptoms of stupidity it's expressing. And it's so sad because the absolute opposite is the case, right? Yes. The body is the most intelligent. It's a universe of self-organizing intelligence. Yeah. It's, it's a quantum event. And we're mm -hmm. the dummies who aren't aware of what the body really is. Yeah. So we're not listening to what it's communicating to us. Like, sure, if you could put me under anesthesia and my body could sit up and take over and say, okay, so Aaron's eating this and this and that, and it's not good for him. Please tell him to eat this. I want this food. <laughs> then that also wouldn't be, wouldn't require much self-awareness from me, right? So again, it's so perfect the way that the body is communicating to you, but it requires you to be still and present and really listen to the body and understand the language of the body. So that, that would be a, a great place to start is just really get present slow down, pay attention to the effects of what happens after you eat this or that. Yeah. yeah. You don't do this or that, you know, workout or whatever your body is giving you the feedback. Yeah. I would encourage people to just journal about it. Um, do it in the same way that you would, you know, traditionally in fitness or in wellness, you would, you know, calorie track or macro track or, you know, counter exercise. What if you just like journaled about the communication that your body was giving you? You know, I've done a practice like that in the go. past in order to just get comfortable with different food types as I was trying to heal my gut. And so literally just as you experience something in your body, just journal it, note what you're feeling. If you have an idea on what it could potentially mean, note it down. And then maybe after a week, take a look at everything and do some research, like find a trusted source. Maybe it's a naturopath or somebody who's, who's uh, you know, well-versed in holistic health and run these feelings by them. And it'll be a better database than just counting calories or reps in the gym, because you're like, you're saying this, your body is this is divine, intelligent uh, communication system that you have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the world we live in, you know, you need to be aware of the nature of the world we live in, that not everybody has your best intentions in mind. You know, that's a component of wisdom as well. Uh, don't just be oblivious and not know the, the nature of the world you're living in. When it comes to that, as we all well know, you know, Western society is built on capitalism and greed, and it, it, this isn't making anybody wrong or something, but they're, you know, the people that are in power are, for the vast majority of them, are only concerned about wealth and power and political gain, 
And so you have these industries like the food industry, the, the drug industry, the medical industry that are extremely corrupted because they're profiteering machines. And so they don't care about your health. They care about you buying the food they sell, the drugs they sell. Yeah. So you can't, you can't expect to get real truthful information from those sources uh, because they don't, you know, they don't want you to know what they're putting in the food. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a lot easier to just spray the entire crop with glyphosate so that it lasts longer and makes it to the shelves. But let's just keep it on the down low so that the entire economy doesn't know we're poisoning them. So it's not like they're trying to poison us for the sake of poisoning us. But hey, I would expect someone who's fully in their ego consciousness and hasn't awakened to spiritual reality yet to be selfish and greedy and do that stuff. So yeah. for that reason, you have to start shopping smarter too. You yeah. have to start looking for conscious sources of food and nutrition who are on the same page as you, right? And that's also been a great catalyst for me of like, oh, it's so easy and convenient to just go to uh, the closest grocery store. But, you know, 15 minutes away is a Whole Foods or a Sprouts that has organic stuff. I'm going to make the extra 10 minute drive mm -hmm. you know, once or twice a week to go do that. I mean, that's a uh, kind of a self-responsibility and it's the same kinds of catalyst my mind offers me, right? I say this all the time. I can more or less tell you how self-aware or spiritually evolved somebody is by how they eat. Mm. Because if you see someone just rifling down hot dogs and pizza and all this stuff all the time and candy and soda, you can be pretty sure that they probably don't have a ton of self-awareness yet. So it isn't their fault that they're eating that. They're just not aware of the true consequences of that food yet and where you shop and all of this stuff. So everything's a call to awaken more. And for that reason, I think it's, it's most interesting to talk about really the spiritual parallels with diet, nutrition, and exercise.